It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz win streak is over after nine games. Ron Boone joins me. We get his take after he was on television tonight to see what he has to say about this one. Why couldn't the Jazz stop Dennis Schroeder? Where did the Jazz offense go wrong? And how big a loss is it? Those are all the things coming up on this edition of Postcast. Well, someone finally blinked, and it's the Utah Jazz in 18 games so far in this win since February 22nd in this playoff race. Teams. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Three through ten, no one had lost a game in which they had a win probability of over 80% coming in. The Jazz are the first team to really lose a game that was kind of a certain win in this playoff race. This one stings, Ron. This one stings. It hurts. Uh, uh, you feel the pain. Uh, you won't sleep tonight. Uh all of those things that you're probably, as a player and as a coach, kind of discussed it with and, and going to be replaying and reliving the game to see where things went wrong when it all boiled down to is Schroeder had a career night and the Jazz could not keep him out of the paint. Just, Why not? Well, I, I thought that things was, you know, a shoot-around this morning. They wanted to keep him going to his left. Uh, that didn't happen when he was in the middle of the floor. And, and whenever his free throw line extended on the wing, they wanted to force baseline. But he, he got the job done a lot of times in transition, and he was able to go to his right on, on a number of occasions. Now, um, I thought the Jazz defense was awfully good early, uh, other than you know trying to stop Dennis Schroeder. But the Jazz offense just really just bad. So <laughs> let's dig in. Where do we start? Let's go to Schroeder. Let's stay with Schroeder for a second. Incredible floater over Gobert. I mean, right. part of it, he got rolling, and then you have one of the best, uh, a good score. He's not an efficient score. I mean, you, you're talking he, about the last bucket that he Yeah, had, when right, he floats right. it over Gobert. I mean, right. at that point, he's also now starting to make shots. He's got a rhythm, and he's flowing. They did some nice things, though. They knew how to attack us. They, they got Crowder switched on. They got Ingles switched on them. Right. I, I really thought my big picture take on this, by the way, is that you had uh, Mike Budenholzer, who knows our system because it's almost the exact same thing he runs, and we got a playoff scouting report against the Jazz a little bit tonight. And we can talk more about it since we weren't together. But I thought a little bit to that on the offensive end. They got the switches. He went at Crowder. He was able to beat Crowder because he's quick. He was able to beat Ingles. And there was just the Jazz. Did, he didn't 
they, they were able to work through the system so it wasn't always against Rubio or Donovan or guys are as quick as he is. It, it was, And really, Rubio did a pretty good job on him for at times. Uh, some fouling early Quinn talked about in this press conference. But I, I thought they knew what they were trying to do attacking the Jazz. Well, it, it, absolutely. I mean, you could see that that uh, the Jazz knew what they needed to do. They just couldn't get it done. I thought on a couple of occasions that uh, Schroeder uh, got the mismatch that he wanted. Uh, I thought, and, and Ingles in particular, opened up just a little bit too much and gave, instead of making Schroeder go out and around to get to the basket, he was able to go almost straight to the hole, especially that closing seconds of the ball game when he got the, the runner, as a matter of fact. And that, what, so what happens there? With that almost that straight shot to the basket, Rudy was on the weak side of the floor. So that straight shot made Rudy a little bit late getting over to defend the, to defend the bucket and at the, to defend the shot. And as you mentioned, that, that floater was already in progress when he got over there. He got going a little bit, I think, early in the fourth when Dante was on him. He really just made some tough shots, went at Dante time and time again, despite Dante's length, and that's when you knew he was really rolling. Now, on the offensive end, felt very similar to the game in Atlanta. They dropped that big, and that the Jazz are just uncomfortable. And, and, Torian Prince is up on Joe Ingles in a way defending him that almost nobody has all year. They defend the Jazz in a different way than I've seen other teams defend. Yeah, and if you look at the stat sheet, it says it all. Joe Ingles, one for eight, um, and really had a, just a couple of real good looks. And, 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 um, we had two unbelievably good looks late in the game that he's made all year long in his two sweet spots. Angle left three and right corner three, and neither of them went. Both of them to change the game. And, and that, for the most part, was the ball game. Anytime the Jazz goes six for 34 from the three-point line, a, 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 a shot that they have survived on all season long, making 12 of 29 religiously, uh, and it didn't happen tonight. Now, I made reference to that during the course of the basketball game to, to Craig Bolajak on how the um, – Atlanta Hawks was getting in, I mean, was protecting the paint. Uh, at some at some occasions there, they would have five guys in the paint, and and five guys times trying to get offensive rebound. I mean, defensive rebounds, keeping the Jazz from coming up with offensive rebound. Rudy Gobert had to work his butt off tonight in order to make you know in, into the paint. He responded and he played very well, but he had to work his butt off. I thought. Donovan goes. 9 of 28 tonight, 1 of 10 from 3. His three-point shooting in the last 10 games is now down about 25%. His above-the-break three-point shooting is below 30%. His off-the-bounce three is below 30%. I don't know if we're seeing a little bit of the rookie wall of fatigue here. He's playing an awful lot of minutes. But some of those shooting numbers are getting into a category that makes it so he's going to have to adjust. And I thought we actually saw him, even though he took 10 threes tonight, two of them were late, kind of bombs. I thought he bypassed some shots. And you can see that he's aware that he's not making that shot right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know he, he he'll catch fire again. I I think um, you just have so much confidence in him. You can't tell him not to do anything. But one other area, David, that I think is really really hurting the Jazz right now is the bench. Uh, we we don't have any strength there. Now Crowder comes in and he's does a great job. It's hard to call him a bench player when he's playing thirty three minutes. Exactly. But he's not one that's going to explode. And, and Royce O'Neal has got to find his game. Shooting 19% from three since the All-Star break. Yeah, see, they have, he, has, I mean, he's, 
you know, he's, she's attacking the basket and he's not making those. And then he's getting open threes and he's not making those there as well. It's like since the All-Star break, he's kind of fell off the cliff a little bit as far as, uh, you know, really helping the Jazz off the bench. You're not going to win a lot of basketball games with your bench scoring 16 points. No, and Dante tonight uh, played 16 minutes, 2 of 4 from the field. He did have uh, 2 points or 2 rebounds, 2 steals. He had 4 fouls, 6 points. We were plus 4 with him on the floor, which is a nice change because we've been struggling with him on the floor. Udo played 12 minutes where Favors was not available uh, tonight for the Jazz. Drebko has been very good in starts, did not get it going tonight. He had 5 rebounds, but no points uh, and the lineup that's been so great for the Jazz with Jay Crowder at the four with Rubio, Mitchell, Ingles, and Gobert didn't get going. It, it did not get going, uh, David, and I was just thinking about what the stat sheet looked like at the beginning, at the end of the first half. There was very few plus minuses over there in the first half. Second half, quite a few. Well, the Jazz could not figure it out tonight. They could not stop shooting. The offense just never had a flow any rhythm all night long and i i I, the easy answer is oh they they put up a dud i don't think so i think they got beat by atlanta who knows how to play them who played them in a way that they joe ingles looked uncomfortable all night with torian prince who's an incredible athlete just up on him and he didn't give an inch all night long uh and so i I think they knew how to play him and they and they've that's that's a little bit of a blueprint i think for whoever if the jazz make the playoffs who's going to see him yeah we have to give atlanta a lot of credit you know, to come into this building where the Jazz have had so much success, what, we 26 and 11, something like that, on, on their home floor. And this is a terrible loss because now you're going out on the road and you're going to play a, a team like the Dallas Mavericks who, like the Atlanta Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies, play you awfully, awfully tough. So um, hopefully the Jazz can get back on track. Um, what, Thursday yeah. night against the Dallas Mavericks. Jazz are going to have to find a way to steal one. There aren't a lot to steal left. There's only 11 games left this season. A lot of them, the Jazz, are heavily favored. Those are not games that get this one back. You have to win those games. This was a have to win also, frankly. And so there just are not a lot of games left where the Jazz can get this one back. If it's in Golden State on Sunday, that's a pretty daunting task. But that might be one in Minnesota. It's probably one you got to try to get back. But those other ones are all games in which the Jazz are expected to either win or at least most of them expected to win if they're going to make the playoffs. So this, the Jazz, I still think, have to hit 47 wins. They've got 11 games left, and they're, I think, going to have to go 7-4 and four to get in unless the Clippers and Denver really fade, and then maybe you can get in at 6-5, and five, and they probably can achieve that. 7-4 and four could get touchy. Uh, the obviously you'd rather not be seven or eight seed, but I don't think after this loss we can start complaining about seeding. We probably need to just get in the playoffs. Get into, get into the playoffs, and you know what, David, it, it, it's fun to even be in the mix here, and and because the Jazz have worked very very hard to get to this point, um, I think it's going to happen. Pretty pretty incredible. The Jazz haven't blinked for. I mean, and I don't even know what I mean by blink tonight. Like I mean, I think they blinked and they missed shots. I think Atlanta had them out of rhythm. I think Atlanta really deserves the credit tonight more than I would blame the Jazz uh, for this one. That wraps us up on Postcast here on Locked on Jazz. Thursday on Locked on NBA, Adam Silver will join the show. So make sure you join, tune into that on Locked on NBA. Have a good night. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 